fellow listeners. I welcome all of you who are tuning in wherever you may be. This is Juliana and you're listening to my series, Is This Actually Healthy? The goal of my show is to guide you to make healthier dietary choices in practical ways so that you can ask the right questions. I'm grateful you have stuck with me and supported my show up until now. As I mentioned last time, I have just moved from the United States to Australia over the Christmas holiday, and it's been a bit crazy. Just finding some time to script and record some episodes is something that would be difficult if I truly didn't enjoy putting this show together. This is another episode that I am recording from a hotel room in Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. Being in a new country where the food is so different is definitely making me think about how to adapt my current habits to accommodate a new environment. The stores and restaurants are different for a start, but this should not make me or anyone else in this situation recoil and retreat to making poor eating decisions. You are always in control of what you eat. Remember that. Moving on to today's topic, I talked last week about protein. I decided not to move on from protein just yet. My last episode ran a little long, And although I talked about how much protein you should aim to get, I didn't really talk about sources of protein. There is a bit of a gap between knowing recommendations and practical knowledge of how to get the protein into your stomachs, which is what really counts. Protein comes from many sources, and these can be either animal or plant-based. You can probably already guess that any kind of meat item is high in protein, and also certain animal products such as eggs or dairy products like cottage cheese. However, you can get protein from all kinds of plant-based sources too and not have to worry about being protein deficient. As a vegan, I get all my protein from plant-based sources and I consistently stay on a high-protein diet. When people ask me, where do I get my protein? I have all kinds of answers for them, which they often find surprising because they really didn't know you can get protein from such a diverse array of sources. In fact, Getting more protein from plant-based sources is an excellent health move because besides being high in protein, plant-based protein foods are often nutrient-dense as well. Some of the most influential plant-based proteins are legumes such as beans, peas, and soy. Soy is a common dairy alternative, so if you already replace your milk or yogurt with a soy-based alternative, you're giving yourself a good replacement for the proteins found in milk. Tofu, the vegan protein go-to, is also just soy curds that can be cooked and used in a variety of ways. Other wholesome grains are full of protein, especially whole grain rice, breads, and lentils. You can also replace noodles made with wheat flour with those made of whole wheat, or even something like chickpeas, lentils, or edamame which are much higher in protein and fiber than traditional noodles. A few years ago, this was not so common to see, but now I see these options in almost every place I shop. What else is high in protein? Nuts may come to your mind. It's commonly recognized that they provide a nice portion of plant-based protein, and who doesn't like a big scoop of peanut butter? However, you don't want to scarf down handfuls of nuts to meet your protein needs, because you're also consuming high amounts of fat with each serving of nuts. If you eat one serving of nuts, you may get 7 grams of protein, but you also just consumed 180 calories. Other foods have much lower protein to calorie ratios. For example, you can also eat one serving of tofu and consume about the same amount of protein, but instead of 180 calories, you'll only get 75. Therefore, you are sneaking in much more protein with less calories if you strategize where your protein comes from. Mind you, you have 
a specific calorie requirement that you need to stick to each day. And how many grams of protein you eat and the calories you obtain from this protein should fit within your own standards. I've shown you that protein comes from a variety of sources. It's up to you which ones suit your diet. But even if you aren't vegan like me, it's highly encouraged to add more plant-based proteins to your diet. For example, you can get very high bundles of protein by eating a fatty steak every day, but this could promote bad cholesterol and heart health. Additionally, plant-based sources like grains and peas are high in fiber, which everyone needs more of. So you're filling in more than one dietary gap by relying on these sources. Even if you eat a nice variety of these high-protein foods, I also recommend supplementing your protein intake with bars, shakes, and other protein-enriched products. Although you can get enough protein without them, these are excellent for making sure that you never fall short. Protein-enriched foods are designed to give you high-protein punches in a low-calorie load, which is especially ideal if you're watching your calories. You do not need to be an athlete to explore the sports nutrition section of your local store and look at the hundreds or thousands of options they have available. You can find countless brands of these items, and they can be derived from animal-based milk protein like whey, but also plant-based sources like pea or soy. I integrate protein-enriched foods into my everyday diet, typically as a side dish or as a snack. For example, think of how much more protein you can get in a day by replacing your bag of potato chips for a protein bar to go alongside your sandwich. Or if you throw in a scoop of protein powder into your morning smoothie or bowl of cereal, you can double or triple the protein content of a single meal. There's all kinds of creative ways to add more protein to your diet, and supplements are great for people who don't want to spend as much time planning their every meal to ensure they're getting enough protein. Even if you're vegan like me, this does not sentence you to a life of protein deficiency. No matter what diet you're on, you can meet or exceed your daily requirements if you just do a little planning and eat the right products. I hope this episode has broadened your knowledge on where you can get protein and which things you can eat to boost your daily consumption of this essential macronutrient. It's been a pleasure as always, and I thank you again for tuning into this episode. Until next time.